Welcome to the Continuous Delivery Podcast. My name is Zarar. I'm Cheesy. I'm Chava. And I'm Hino. Are we all in agreement that monoliths are bad? Yeah, I think so. So if you're encountering a monolith out in the wild, what are some of the first considerations <laughs> you might consider to break that thing up? Well, first of all is uh, run fast. and You're pretty damn sure that the thing cannot run behind you and won't catch, catch up because uh, it's so damn slow because it is a monolith. I, I would say that before we jump into that, let me just talk just a little bit about what, what, what I mean by monolith, just to make sure that we're all on the same page. So for me, monolith typically is uh, a lot of things in one really large repository, but it's different from a monorepo in that the monolith typically is everything that's inside that repo needs to be built at once and everything is deployed together, even though... There might be several different artifacts, maybe that that might be built, but that that uh, the the build process grabs it, kind of builds everything, and then releases everything. And so that that's uh, my definition of what I mean when I say uh, monolith. So why why is it bad? Maybe maybe we should start with that. Why why is it bad? I kind of jokingly said in the beginning, run away and it won't be able to follow follow you and you got rid of it that way. But that that's really because monoliths are fairly slow and they add additional complexity. Because when you, um, you want to make a change, uh, depending on how long the build takes as well, this entire thing needs to be rebuilt and needs to be deployed uh, as one application. Even if you want to um, uh, introduce a very, very small change that would just change one field on your UI or just change one component that you're using internally, still the entire app needs to be built and deployed. Um, so yeah, that's that, that's ultimately what, what makes it so damn slow. Another challenge that, that you often run into when you have a monolith is that it, it, especially if you have many teams that are working on this monolith, is that, that it tightly... Uh, couples, I guess, the, the teams to each other. So let's say that one team has something that they want to deliver and release very rapidly, but another team has something that they've actually committed into the code that's not quite ready yet. There, there's that potential that everybody has to wait for everybody to be ready. Or, or even worse, uh, something that I'm kind of experiencing with one of my clients right now, which is that uh, they they are not doing continuous delivery, but they want to get there. And some of the teams in this organization are are ready to start releasing their code more frequently than than what they're doing right now, and and really start to drive toward that. But other areas, other teams are not ready yet, and because of this huge monolith that everything needs to be deployed kind of at once, it creates a lot of lot of challenges for that. It, it makes it very, very complex, very difficult to do that. And I think that's the that's the difficult part, the deployment. Uh, I think we can come up with many different ways uh, to split up an application. We can split it across horizontally, across layering, basically, you know, maybe a repo for the database access, a repo for some business logic. But at the end of the day, it always comes down to how do you deploy them safely together? And that's where a, a lot of the challenges with monoliths uh, really lie. So one one approach that you could take 
is to see what aspects of uh, your monolith can be independently deployed as a service. So one, one, one nice example, which you can, one small example that you can start with, uh, which will probably yield a lot of learnings as you go, is something like, something as simple as translation, uh, where you may be able to carve out one small service, which given a key might return the the value for what, what the user needs to be needs to see on the screen or something like that. Uh, another might be some sort of uh, validation that often happens because val- validations usually happen either by consulting a data store or using some in-memory calculation. So if you have some in-memory calculations that uh, or in in memory validations on data that happen that could be a nice little candidate to tease out as its own little service and that might get you started uh, on your journey it wouldn't be the finishing point by any means but it it would at least allow you to probe into the app and look around and see what other areas uh, you might find uh, in there which which could be seams to split it apart so so i want to bring up some challenges uh with that as well uh, so again, the client that I mentioned that I'm working with right now, and we're well down on our way toward doing this, but they already have uh, a few dozen uh, independent services that are part of the monolith, that, that are in that repo, that get deployed with the, the larger thing all together. But it's not quite as easy as saying, let me just carve out this one service and, and give it its own pipeline. You know, and wh- whether you keep it in the same repo or not, it, that that's irrelevant. And by repo, I mean uh, source code management. But there there could be challenges like they're all sharing a common database. Well, then whenever you break whenever you break that service out into its own pipeline, do you also move that that data store for that service into its own database structure? Or if you don't, where do you? How do you manage? The, the database change scripts that, that run as part of the pipeline to update the database. So that could be one challenge that you could run into. Or another example of a challenge could be, and, and, and we're facing it now, what happens if you have some more shared uh, library-like common type things that, that are used across all of those services? And they're, again, part of the monolith. What do you do with those? Do you try to break those out then as well? If you do that, now all of a sudden the monolith has to go through significant change. So there, there's just lots of little uh, challenges that you could run into. Uh, and so the, the other question we have to ask is what changes the most in the app? Because if there is, if, if you're deploying your app, uh, you know, for, for the same reason many, many times, maybe that little piece is the part that you uh, want to carve out. The other, the other aspect, and, and Cheesy, you probably uh, can can tell us in this particular case, is is the existence of tests. Because as soon as that that process starts, is there any way to 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 put on some of these boundaries that that they have some tests that you can prove uh, before and after the deployment, right? Sorry, b- before the the breakout, and then and then uh, and after the, the this piece was was broken out. Yeah, so so I can answer that in this case the tests are a work in progress uh, in that they're they're very so they have a lot of close to useless Selenium tests that that fail constantly because of the complexity of the app and for all of the same reasons that those types of tests tend to be fairly unreliable in some cases, uh, but but there but. Some areas of the app have really good test coverage now, good unit tests, and they're working on it. Others, maybe not. And so the, the teams 
that are ready to start to go to more frequent release, uh, yeah, they're, they're, they have the, the good test. They are the ones that have been investing in getting the code base cleaner, investing in getting the right types of tests to give them the confidence that, that things can go. But whenever they said, hey, let's start frequency, you know, deploying more frequent, of course, they ran into, again, like we said, the roadblock of it deploys as a monolith and everybody would need to be ready to go. And they're just not there yet. So one strategy that, that you might want to use here, and I kind of want to want to hear your your feedback on this, and I've, I've done it in the past, is uh, is inside this monolith uh, basically replace the component. And, and I agree with Zara, what he said earlier on, try to figure out something that is not necessarily dependent on other pieces like data uh, or like those common elements, but um, try to to find something and, uh, and instead of completely ripping it out and changing the monolith there, change the monolith in a way that you uh, replace the the original component that you want to pull out by uh, by a stub or or by something that it, that is that is just behaving exactly the same way as it did in the in the past, but but now uh, forwards the uh, the request to uh, to that external service, that one that you just pulled out, and uh, and try to basically make the uh, the, the monolith uh, shallower as you. Uh, as you evolve and as you you try to identify those components and try to pull them out to then later uh, move it out entirely. It, is that a strategy that you guys encountered before or that, that you think is? We're sort of doing that here right now a little bit. Like I said, they have a lot of services that, that run at runtime. They run as independent services. So it's just that they happen to be billed and go down and get deployed all together with all of this other stuff. Some of other services, some of it's really large. That 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 the the things that we're doing right now are we are slicing off the database and we are making decisions around around that as well because we wanted these pieces to be completely independent as opposed to well you know I need to make a database change oh that has to go with the monolith because it's that monolithic like database and 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 I need to make sure that the changes that I make uh, for this service. For example, don't break something else that's that's out there. So so there, so and 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 dealing with the common libraries that that are being used and developed in house and such. So so we have a good strategy there. I, I, I think we're we're, we're going to get fine. But I but I'm curious. Has anyone taken a different uh, approach in this? How about you, Chaba? I, I just wanted to mention, like, probably just riffing off actually about what you know and you mentioned. Is this like kind of like a, like a proxying situation? You could call it that. Yeah. So, so setting setting those up so so it, it becomes transparent to the to the client what code is using, and then whether part of the monolith or external, it 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 becomes uh, it becomes for that part becomes uh, transparent. That, that's that's one strategy uh, I used before. It wasn't quite as a monolith situation. It was just refactoring uh, some some parts of the application. Yeah, and I, I think if it's a legacy application, one fairly easy split or it's definitely an easier split is to actually separate your uh, UI from your uh, services uh, if, if you have that situation that could be uh, that that probably lends itself very easily to uh, splitting the app up uh, but another one that 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 I have tried once and, and it worked out fairly okay uh, was splitting it across the teams that work on the app so ac- across the people 
uh, because there are certain teams that maybe contribute to one area of, uh, say, maybe it's uh, in, in this case, it was like a student system where you had one uh, one team contributing to student records and the other contributing to some of the courses that that, that were managed. They were all in one big app. And if you look at all the developers on, on either team, they were very familiar with the domain model and the object model uh, on, the, on their part of the app. So in that case, it became fairly... Uh, not straightforward, but it was it was a clean split to to kind of take it out that way. However, in that case, the database still remained the same, though we added a bunch of abstraction layers on top. The database still uh, remained the same. So, but 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 that also helped like deploy the app uh, because one team wanted to make a change independent of another team, and that was a motivating factor. Yeah. So, cheesy, you asked a little bit earlier <clears throat> if there's other strategies to. Um, um, to turn this monolith into into individual components, right, and and migrating from uh, from the big chunk to uh, to a set of uh, interacting components. Um, oftentimes, one of the things that I find is when you look at a monolith, and, and sometimes it's it's uh, has evolved organically into a, a, a big ball of mud or or into a, a lot of spaghetti code. So it's very difficult to find clear delineations between. Uh, between individual components. But if you do, uh, one of the things that I found is that the only thing that monoliths really do is let all the components talk to one another, right? Um, if that is the case, you might um, uh, you, you might just basically create the app uh, on the side that is uh, starting to um, reuse some of those uh, some of those um, c- connecting code, if you will, or uh, some of the uh, the um, um, the code that organizes and orchestrates uh, how how components interact, and start pulling that out, and uh, basically creating a, a whole new app on the side uh, as a starting point. But uh, but if your code is too complex, it's all mingled together. There is uh, it's all a big ball of spaghetti. Then it's very difficult to start doing it that way. Another potential uh, what what I could think of. Is uh, divide the the functionality between producer and and consumer. So so th- there should be some parts of the code which is just just read only, just reading reading data, and and perhaps that that could be a bit easier to 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 pull out, and and leave the 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 heavier the the the, the producer side uh, for for later. That could be another, another pattern. Basically, it, it it's clear that that monoliths are are really a bad idea and. Moving away from them and trying to split up your code into more usable pieces that allow your teams to to, to move forward faster um, is going to be worthwhile, but it but it will uh, require some effort uh, and some investment to to make it happen. And there is a few strategies, and and it really depend on your will depend on your situation, which one makes more sense for you. But before we go, in one sentence, say one good thing about monoliths. So one thing that is good about monoliths is that whenever you make a change in one area, it is uh, rapidly discovered in maybe another area. Whereas if you had those two in separate uh, uh, pipelines, you may not uh, understand that dependency or that change as rapidly. So that is for sure one benefit. Uh, One benefit that I could think of is that because you redeploy the entire application, it could have the benefit that um, you have to make sure that everything everything works. And then, and when you're setting up, let's say, a new environment or or want to do some tests, 
and again everything everything comes together that's that's kind of one one aspect i could think of yeah i could say a few things but i'll just say uh you just got to monitor one log to know if your application is up <laughs> and that will conclude the continuous delivery podcast goodbye <laughs>